Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me this week is an incredibly special guest, my friend Steve from Plus One Player. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's so good to see you and actually talk to you because these past few months have been just the worst. Yeah. So it's good to actually like sit with you and we can talk about some things that'll make us happy, which is what we all kind of need these days. That is the hope. And ever since I kind of like shifted the show to being more of like bring a person on, have them talk about their favorite thing. I've always found it to be so kind of inspiring or just kind of like hopeful because I'm not bringing someone on to be like, tell me about the thing you hate the most. It's more right, of like, right. tell me your yeah. favorite like movie of all time and why you love it so much and maybe like why i like can appreciate it or appreciate it more because of that um but anyway steve you're no stranger to kind of making shows and stuff and steve and i have obviously we worked in the past on a ton of different things and it's always a pleasure so when you said that you're like hey man if uh, if you ever want to talk like terminator and stuff i'm like dude gives me a reason to go check this stuff out like yeah for sure because i saw you doing this awesome series obviously i saw you with manny doing the lord of the rings <laughs> hello manny yeah and so i was like dude because I, I figured you would probably have seen Terminator or at least one of the movies at some point. So I was like, hey, if you're ever interested in doing one of these, let me know. Because this is the first two movies, Terminator 1 and 2, are two of my favorite movies of all time. And like this truly is like one of the things I was put on Earth to do is just talk about Terminator 1 and 2. So I'm very excited when you when you shot me that Discord message. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as you want me, I'm there. <laughs> I, I appreciate it so much. And uh, like Steve was kind of alluding to beforehand there, we're talking about Terminator 1 today. And I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to go pretty well. So I think we should probably <laughs> come back and do the sequel. Uh, but we probably won't go and do all of them unless people really want like, oh, they're like, you got to do 3 and Salvation and Genesis and oh, Dark man. Fate. It'd be like, be a lot so, of Terminator. I still need to see Dark Fate. That's on my list. I'm going to watch Dark Fate. I will. I would say it's probably not worth it for Salvation and Genesis. Maybe 3. Three's okay. It's definitely more of like a comedic one. But two, definitely. Two is amazing. Two is a masterpiece. I'll say this. I watched the very tail end of Dark Fate on a flight um, back before the virus and stuff. Because I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's Dark Fate. And I was like, oh, I remember seeing the trailers and thinking that looked kind of cool. And I was like, I'm just going to kind of skip it to the end. And I feel bad because I, I feel like I still knew like the kind of the through line of the film. Even though it was the last 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, I kind of I get it. But uh, (laughs) hey, man, Linda Hamilton, she's back. And honestly... She's looking great, man. Uh, somebody Linda said Hamilton it. rocks. Yeah, was, that, that's why I still need to see that one because when I saw that it was you know bringing the band back together, except Edward Furlong, but uh, bringing the band back together, I was excited for that because obviously Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, she's iconic, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's so cool. And uh, somebody on another podcast I love called The Weekly Planet. You guys should check them out. They're so good. Uh, he said, mm. like they said, oh you know, it kind of it looks like Sarah Connor. All she's been doing since kind of like the earlier films is just smoking cigarettes and doing chin ups or something like that. She looks like she comes out with like you know the big gun and like the grenade launcher in Dark Fate, and you're like, wow, yeah, like, Sarah, dang, you're looking that's, scary. That's accurate because that's what she was doing a lot of in the second one. So oh, okay, makes that's, sense. Okay, good. See, I'll get that joke is funnier now. It'll be funnier after I watch. T2. Anyway, uh, so like I said at the top, we're talking about Terminator, or just called The Terminator today, the one back from I believe 1984? Yes. I might be wrong about that. It was like present day, and then it's a 1984, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but for anyone who hasn't seen this film before, uh, Steve, do you have like a brief summary to tell them like what The Terminator is? So a brief summary of The Terminator is you in the in the future there's a nuclear apocalypse because skynet 
Cyberdyne Systems, the AI in this universe, become self-aware and they basically launch nukes at America's uh, biggest enemies, which in turn gets the enemies to launch nukes at us, causing a nuclear apocalypse. And so the machines are basically trying to exterminate all of the human race, except one man, John Connor, he starts fighting back and leading a resistance. And so what happens is the enemies, the Terminators, the, the, the Skynet, what they do is they make these infiltrators called Terminators and they make these, these robots disguised as human with like actual living flesh on the outside of a, you know, like a titanium endoskeleton. So they get those people to infiltrate and like kill all the humans. And so what they actually did is send one back in time to try to kill Sarah Connor before she has John Connor. And the resistance sends a human back, Kyle Reese, to protect Sarah. So that way John can be born and lead the resistance in the future. So right there, that's, I mean, you got so much going on. Yeah. And I think uh, I was trying to do this to myself while I was watching this last night because I have like I get the gist of that. And I was trying to see it through the eyes of like the new audience because it's like 1984, two naked men show up because when you time travel, you can't have any. Can't have any. Yep. Things on you, apparently, maybe. Um, Get maybe dead things on you. Yeah, whatever. I know it sounds strange, but it has to be like living tissue. Uh, and then they, there's like it's like two naked men who show up in Los Angeles, and they're both trying to hunt Sarah down. And from kind of interactions they both have with uh, people who are just like civilians or police mm-hmm. or whatever else, you kind of get a feeling for like which one of them's okay and which one of them might be horrible and without having that information i think it is a little more interesting to be like okay one of the like that guy like he really messes up these thugs um up at like the griffith observatory which it's bill paxton i believe um like a young young bill paxton with like spiky blue hair is one of these like guys who's just like telling telling like a naked arnold schwarzenegger to you know buzz off but, I'm pretty sure he's the one that gets his like heart ripped out of his chest by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's, I, it's yeah one of the one of the, there's like three of them, and I know one of them just gets yeah just decimated. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, just trying to keep that in mind because I was like, I I had so much information just kind of like surrounding it, so I knew kind of the gist of it going in. Mm-hmm. But I still thought that was kind of an interesting premise. And man, obviously this film, and I, I get this out of the way at first, obviously it came out in the 80s, so it looks a little dated and there's nothing you can really oh, for do sure, about yeah. that. Like, it's just, it's the 80s, the style, like all this, even the special effects to some degree. But I still think for the most part, as a lot of people call it, this is like, kind of like Alien in the sense that it's mm-hmm. like, it's a horror film set yes. um, with like a very specialized antagonist and kind of just, you know, in, in a weird um, in a weird setting where the villain is out and about as opposed yeah. to most like slasher films where it's like they're kind of, you know, isolated in a cabin or something like that. It's like, oh, he's just like walking through downtown Los Angeles and he's like, I'm going to I'm going to find every Sarah Connor in the phone book and just kill him one at a time, <laughs> which oh, yeah. is like such a great like just a robot. He's just like he's like, all right, there's one I really wanted because they're like going to phone books uh, in the beginning. Kyle and the Terminator each. I really wanted him, the Terminator, to go to the same just randomly the same phone booth that Kyle went to and that page was torn out by Kyle Reese. And I would have loved it if he was like, uh Oh, there aren't any Sarah, Sarah Connors. Here. Like, like look around and you're like, what do I do? Uh, foiled. Yeah. Foiled. I was foiled. Uh, but okay. So this is your favorite, like one of your favorite films of all time. I think you said Terminator two might be your 
favorite favorite but this one's oh, yeah, still yeah, yeah. terminator 2 is absolutely my favorite movie of all time yeah is terminator <laughs> so is terminator like right in silver or is it it's it's not in silver but terminator's up there it's, yeah. it's like obviously like what terminator does is because when this first came out not a lot of people expected it to be what it was i was actually watching on hulu you can find it on youtube as well but gq does these series where they'll interview actors and just have them talk about some of their iconic roles so they're interviewing arnold schwarzenegger and of course he's talking about terminator and he was saying you know when we were first doing this like the year before this movie the exterminator came out so like this movie the terminator like people are like oh, you got the exterminator you got the terminator he's like we really didn't think much of it and he's like once we finished shooting though and james cameron showed me like the first like 30 minutes he's like we have something massive here yeah and i think that's one of the best things about this is because it does kind of defy your expectations because it seems like this just generic sci-fi movie but it really is a horror movie for at least the first hour. And then because the first 50 minutes, you can't catch your breath. It's basically nonstop until Kyle and Sarah get to the bridge where they kind of sleep uh, uh, under the bridge for the night. Yeah, because up until then, it's you're kind of tense because you're, you're watching Arnold kind of go through and start interacting with people. I love how robotic he is with everything that he does when he's just repeating back what people say when he goes to the gun shop. And he's just got this some amazing knowledge. And he literally asked for like photon lasers. And the guy's like, uh, just what you see here, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. And so he's just absolutely ruthless. And another thing the film does amazingly is it portrays so much violence without showing so much of it. Yes. Like you'll see him shoot people off camera. There's very little like blood and gore like throughout the entire movie. So I think that it just kind of added to that mystery and that, you know, how gruesome is because you'll hear like six gunshots and he'll just blast somebody. So it's like this guy is he's ruthless. And then when you have Kyle give that whole speech where he's like, there's no bargaining with him. There's no reasoning with him. They feel no remorse. And so you kind of couple that with how he just tears through every time knocks on a door. Sarah Connor. Uh, yes. And he just barges in and blasts him seven times. And so like all of these elements just add into this just this roller coaster of a ride because you're on the edge of your seat, even watching it again last night for the first time, I, you know, I've seen it so many times, but this is the first time I've watched it in a few years, you know, from start to finish. And again, I was just right back to where I was the first time I saw it, just right in the edge of my seat, like just having those moments like, Oh shit. Like, I can't believe that just happened. And everything from it, because like you said, yeah, there's those cheesy like eighties moments, but I feel like that just adds to it. And I think this obviously is one of the things this and Conan, but, Terminator, I think a little bit more ends up putting Arnold on the map of as being like who he is. And he has so few words. I think that's amazing. He mm. plays this so well, just being a robot. Oh, totally. Yeah. And uh, you kind of mentioned it before, but I looked this up. It was on a budget of $6.5 million. And I think if I'm not completely mistaken, uh, finding out that it actually ended up making... $78.48 million. So, yeah, it did pretty well. That did pretty, pretty well. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> as far as, again, now remember, like a lot of people nowadays, they're like, that doesn't seem like much. But if you're, if you're able to take any movie and make more than 10 times the budget, oh my God, seems pretty good. Uh, see, and this is 1980s dollars. So, obviously, it's going to be a little different. But still, I was like, oh, that's really, I wanted to know what the budget was for this because now when we think of The Terminator, we think about, as a as a, a saga franchise something that they mm -hmm. pour a lot of money into but this was the first one and not every movie is going to have like 
a Star Wars start with like a New Hope where they're going to be like, all right, we're going to we're going to put a lot of money into this. A lot of people are like, mm-hmm. yeah, we believe in this. He's just it's just like, nope, this is what we're doing. And we're doing something set in the modern age at that time. But then also like 30 years in the future or more. Oh, I yeah. Say. Like 40 years in the future or more. And, and they do shoot back to that a few times, which I appreciated, which it, those moments felt the most Starship Troopery to me when mm-hmm. there was like the future and like had had like the little the helmets and stuff and they're fighting like all the lasers and stuff. There's kind of like the big kind of the hunter killers going by. And yeah, I was like, oh, this is interesting. But they still have like kind of um crummy cars in the future because like if you're the resistance you're not going to have like sleek cool cars uh no yeah you gotta you gotta be incognito you gotta be incognito (laughs) and i like that in this movie too like i gotta give it credit uh like there is so much practical stuff in this movie like so much practical stuff and that is something that i think the 80s not all the movies in the 80s did this super well but like a lot of them tried to do because we were still like getting to that point where we're kind of realizing the technology and there's so much in it where there's like car chases and they're real cars slamming into each other like all the time like every car is a boat though like these are the old 80s like every car you just slamming into each other and i i I don't know i really appreciate that i think it adds a lot more to it uh and it kind of makes it more tangible as opposed to some of the ones nowadays where they look so cool but then Mm -hmm. you get this kind of like rubbery effect where they don't feel as realistic as like an oh, yeah. actual prop like the actual terminator does where you're like whoa okay like this thing and unlike most villains in these horror movies instead of like doing the fake out death once uh spoilers by the way for all this he does the fake out death twice uh he sure does <laughs> you're like we got him and they're like nope we got him nope and it's like we we got, he we got ch- him? He, now we got him now yeah. we got electricity going off we, it's official we got him yeah we got him guys we got it, yeah. now because i think that it was a combination where it probably didn't have the biggest budget and like that goes back to what i was saying where it shows a lot it does a lot of things off screen so it yeah. doesn't have to show so, certain special effects i think they do that as a way to build tension but also you know adding to that mystery but also cut corners on the cost yeah but i love how the car chases were like real car chases where he's riding the motorcycle he's chucking the pipe bombs at him and the like you know in the early part where they you know he's in the cop car arnold and kyle reese and sarah connor are just in that beater of a boat and they're chasing each other and then they get into the the parking garage and he's like slowly trying to like hot wire it and arnold pulls up like right behind him like that oh my god the tension that they build throughout the first 50 minutes is amazing because you really think he's going to get to him and the movie's just going to end it's it's sure. it's truly incredible how they made they made it basically like all right this guy who clearly Kyle Reese like he mentions it a few times in the movies like he clearly felt some effects of traveling through time so like this guy is obviously like having the hard part of actually having to deal with human beings like when he gets arrested and he's like great so now I have to explain to these people I'm from the future. So like nobody, no, like nobody is going to understand or relate to this guy. He has the most unenviable task. And then he has to convince this woman that he's from the future sent by her son who doesn't exist. And he's here to save her. And so just like that juxtaposition of this merciless killer with this very human individual trying to, you know, save Sarah who becomes this like amazing, like I, I, I do feel bad for her because in the second one, you see all the effects of what happens in the first one. But like in this first one, she just takes everything in stride because she's literally a waitress at some just small town diner. And all of a sudden she's like, great, this guy's going to kill every Sarah Connor until he gets to me. And now that he knows who I am, what am I supposed to do? I have no idea how to shoot a gun. I have no idea how to make a pipe bomb. 
So like all these like little elements just build up to this such fun, thrilling ride. And you're so tense up until the last minute when she presses that button. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally true. Uh, and I want to talk about Kyle Reese because I think you're right. He does a lot in this movie. And it's funny because the first part of it, there's not a lot of dialogue. And then mm-hmm. I feel like they were like, we have to get a lot of information to the audience. Like, how are we going to do that? And it's like, well, he's going to get arrested. And then he'll kind of just share all of that information there. And like, yeah. they'll just kind of think it's a joke. Like all, all the police would be like, come on, dude. Like, oh yeah, why old? Yeah. You've got living tissue. Oh, that's really interesting. Like that kind of stuff. The one thing that bothered, okay, I got, I only have two major gripes with this, uh, Steve. And it's, I'm, I'm getting past most of the effects stuff. Cause that's mm-hmm. like, obviously can't do anything. Kyle, I don't know if I buy the relationship between them because he is like, it moves really quickly, but also it is like, he's hyper aggressive towards her. And also he's got like, it's weird. His son like kind of forced him to be his own dad. Oh yeah. He's like, you're going to be obsessed with this. It's totally fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's it's totally weird. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not weird. It's completely (laughs) out there. It's an insane concept, but like he, cause he tried, I know like, it is very aggressive. They're literally only together for like one night. They they hang out together for maybe twelve hours. Yeah, that, like that's abducts the her. extent of their relationship. But he tries to go into by basically saying, you know, everything that John's told me about you, blah blah blah. So I fell in love with you, and so I mean, you can you, you're gonna have to try to like close some of these gaping potholes when you're dealing with this outrageous time travel future plot line. So I agree with you that that relationship is probably the most unrealistic aspect <laughs> of this because like, obviously we're talking about time travel and killer robots, yeah, yeah. but we see what Boston dynamics is making with these robot dogs. So I yeah. don't think killer robots are far off to be quite honest. Yeah. Not too far. However, off. <laughs> I do think that relationship was a tad rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I wish, you know, in some ways I think it's more of like the chemistry. They don't really, they can't really have it there because they're, they kind of make Kyle to be like this crazed soldier from the future. And finally, when they get a minute, like a minute to breathe, she's kind of like asking, like, "Oh, there's no like, you know, special lady in his life or in your life." And he's like, "No, I'm all alone. I've always been all alone." He's like, "Except for you." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "I'd be like right there. I'd be like, Sarah, run!" Like, because like right there, yeah. she doesn't know, like she wouldn't know she's trapped with a man in a motel who's like, "I know there's a guy who's trying to kill you, and you've never known me before, but just trust me." And like he, the way he kind of holds her early on, like to like force her to stay, I'm like dude like <laughs> like it's a little much but i get that he's like there's no good way to approach her i guess like if he showed up at work and said like hey no big yeah. deal i'm from the future and i came to save you like yeah literally wearing a homeless guy's pants and a stolen <laughs> jacket off like the clarence rack yeah but i do like how they're both introduced that way where you don't have to necessarily know the backstories of terminator and kyle where it's like yep. establishes that when he like goes to that first cop uh, kyle gets him which the police just like show up in an alley and find kyle like just randomly and kyle gets to one of the cops he's like what year is it and the cop's like i don't what are you talking <laughs> about what? dude as opposed to like terminator who just like look at him and just be like, boom because i was wondering back to the shop owner for the guns. I was like, oh, he's kind of be nice to this gun shop owner. And he starts like loading a shell and the shop owner's like, you can't do that. And he's like, boom. He's like, I, I'm a Terminator. I don't, I don't really care. Um, yeah, also, and also like yeah. that shop owner, maybe just don't have an open box of <laughs> shotgun shells yeah. on the counter. He's How like, about that? 
He's like maybe have those yeah. sealed. Yeah, maybe it's just like and everybody else seemed like like when she goes to the nightclub later, there's kind of like that protective barrier between her and like the person taking tickets and stuff. But I was like, yeah. the gun owner is like, you take here's a gun, here's another gun. You want some shells? Don't, hey, don't put them in there though. I know, like, yeah, it's like the like, <laughs> the the door woman at the club had more security than the gun owner. Yeah, but exactly. again, you know, maybe he maybe all the good guns were gonna shoot him first. Anyway. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, you know, and that's, I get it. Like the movie, movie has to kind of keep progressing uh, yeah. to that degree. But I, I thought it was, it was, that was kind of like an interesting, you know, facet of it where it was this kind of like where you start playing with time travel in movies and every movie kind of has their own rules about it. And I thought it was an interesting kind of like through line to be like, well, yeah. John basically like made his own father become his own father so he could exist. I just wanted there to be like more of a, and there maybe wasn't enough time for it, but it just didn't seem like they had a lot of chemistry at all. He just kind of looked like he was kind of a psycho who finally caught up with the lady he loves. And he was like, yeah, your, your husband, I never found out, or like, I never found out the dad of, he probably died. And she's like, I don't want to know about it. And I was like, dude, that's you, bro. Yeah, um, I was like, it's it's one of those just like weird story elements but i mean james cameron's kind of a weird guy too like he makes great <laughs> movies he, he's yeah. a great filmmaker but he is kind of a weird guy here and there so like yeah you're gonna see like avatar is kind of fucking weird so oh, dude you're, gonna, you're yeah. gonna see some weird things <laughs> don't even yo, oh my gosh avatar crazy uh which again james cameron a prolific icon yeah, i was a phenomenal l- filmmaker i would love to be in your movies mr cameron but there's a lot going on there uh the only other <laughs> thing that did bother me was the michael myers-esque face jumps between when they're trying to do like the the fictional like terminator head and then he like kind of yeah. cuts out the eye thing. when he yeah when he's fixing his eye that so yeah that's that's a sign of the times it's that sign of the hilarious. times but they do it a few other times later when he's like driving the truck or something else no no, no, no no so what that is so what that is because in the beginning of the movie he's got like the long flowing hair yes but when he gets caught on fire in like the, the first time he gets caught on fire yeah you notice his eyebrows and his hair gets singed yes so that's what that is like they change that because it shows that he got caught on fire and lost his like facial hair and then his hair got singed oh yeah because he does that a lot you know when sarah bites uh kyle reese in the hand in the car for like the rest of the movie you can see the bite mark on his hand yeah she's got so, like blood on her teeth or whatever yeah, yeah i gotta no. give him credit he does because that's that's one of those james cameron things where like he's really good at just maintaining all that continuity and i do like those little things where you start to see the terminator start to like get peeled away like yeah i i, I just like that because it happens again in the second one in, in different ways uh the sure. second one the special effects are, are far superior but for this one i i love those scenes where all of a sudden you start to see him changing and then of course like that scene where he is fixing his eye is hilarious because the you, it's just so obvious and then when it cuts to actual arnold you can see he's trying so hard to make that same face but it, it just looks actually like a human face the other one looks so rubbery <laughs> yeah well and i think i feel like there's a reaction shot later on maybe when he's driving the truck or something where yeah. they show it that face again and that's what I, i'm kind of going off more because I, I get the whole like lost the hair because of the fire thing but i was like oh i get that they're like we gotta choose this thing again and it has to kind of look um and then like eventually they kind of ditch all that for the stop motion and then eventually they just like have the prop yeah. of like the chest up and it's like they just kind of like they're like, keep the camera up do a close shot on him. Let's not do any more legs. Like if you're going to show a leg, show him like dragging a foot and they're like, just he's, he's coming. Um, yeah. Which that part I thought is where it got like to the best stuff. Cause I was worried it was going to be that kind of stop action 
Terminator for the rest of the movie. And I was like, yeah, "Uh," but then when they finally got to just using that prop or whatever, I was like, okay, that's like, that's pretty freaky. I was like, here we go. That's good. He's, he's very slow, but that is a sign of just any good horror movie character. He's very slow. He just is unstoppable. He just keeps showing up and he gets some, I gotta say, I I know the action is probably gonna be better in T2. There's some still really good stuff in here. Like he's got like the revolver, the shotgun and the assault rifle and the Uzi. And he just like rolls in like the I'll be back thing obviously is in there, uh, which is I think it, it fits perfectly. Oh, the I'll be back thing. Yeah. So funny thing about that in that same interview with Arnold, he was talking about the I'll be back line. And he said that when he read that, he went to James Cameron. And he was like, this doesn't sound right. Like he's robotic. Shouldn't it be? I will be back. And James Cameron was just like, no, it's I'll be back. Just say the line. And it's just like, have you, cause he's basically like, I know what's going to make a tagline. I know what's going to sell a movie. Sure. Well, and it became the most popular line. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like props to Arnold. Cause a lot of people kind of will give him and be like, they'll be like, Oh man, he's not doing a good performance. He's doing the best. Like I'm a jacked out of my mind robot man. Yeah. And he also looks the shape of him is the shape of all the men in Batman the Animated Series. He's a triangle that comes down to like this tiny waist. And he's just like, when you first see him show up, you're like, oh my gosh. Because I've seen him like that, but CG'd in like future movies. But this is like original recipe, like Mr. Universe, like dude, like guys, like it's kind of ridiculous. You're like, whoa, but like, it's, it's like, so it's just, it's him. And I was, that was like, why he got the Conan job just because he was literally the biggest guy. They're yeah. like, we, we need a giant dude and you're it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, I mean, power to him. Uh, but he, he plays yeah. it well. Like just, he's just walking around. He'll just walk with his guns up. He'll just walk down a hallway. Uh, and oh, I was yeah. joking with somebody recently or they're talking on Twitter about it. They said one of the moments they love the most is where Arnold, he'll show, or I should say Terminator shows up, grabs a guy off the phone booth and like starts using it. And the guy's like, you got a serious attitude problem. Yeah. And I was like, that was such a video game moment. Or he's walking down his apartment hallway near the end and he like knocks into this dude and the dude kind of looks at him. He's like, damn, like, yeah. that's, that's all it is. And it's like these little cheesy kind of funny corny moments uh intentional or not intentional but i think he plays it super well especially when he's like rolling into the police station and he's just like it doesn't matter who he sees like all the people you've grown to like which i like the police chief yep. and like some of those dudes i'm like they seem like decent dudes and then it doesn't matter because they just they just oh uh, yeah just that was down. Such, an, like, such an ominous foreshadowing line when he's just like get 30 cops in here like, yep. yeah all right well they're all gonna die yeah it's like <laughs> uh every one of them is dead i was like that's anytime you get a movie like that where there's some sort of power character i'm like oh so we're just we're just going to watch all these people perish. Yeah, he, uh, Doctor, Dr. Silverman was lucky that he escaped just before, like right as Arnold's coming into the police station, Dr. Silverman leaves because he he comes back in the second one. He has a small part in the third one too. He's he's a little bit of a recurring character. Oh, okay, I gotcha. But it, Dr. Silverman sucks. He's such a jackass. Yeah, he's and like his whole thing is, I'm going to base my career off this guy. He's like, because this guy could like his his methods or his kind of the way he's talking about things are so airtight that kind of explain away everything. And I just love that that guy is just like, he's not a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's just kind of like, he's like, look at this crazy dude. And I'm going to like, this guy's going to help me boost my career, but he's the one, he's the only one who gets away (laughs) from the police station. And you're like, besides obviously um, Kyle and Sarah, but you're like the one the one kind of sleazy, the super sleazy dude at the station gets away. And oh, yeah. like, and uh, he'll just be even more awful in the second one. So you have that to look forward to. Excellent. I, I just. Yeah, he's terrible. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That'll that'll be good. Uh, but yeah, I, I 
you know, they did a lot with what they had. I got to be honest. Like, yeah. in the, at the beginning when I saw Stan Winston's name pop up, I was like, whoa, Stan, I forgot this is one of your things. Uh, Stan Winston, legendary kind of prop um, guy in the business. And I was like, oh, whoa, Stan's in on this. And this is, I like to kind of put it like movies in perspective. So hmm. Alien came out, I think it was 79. This was yeah. 84. And so that's like a seven year jump. And then seven years later was Jurassic Park. So like you can see, like if you could watch those movies kind of back to back, you can kind of see how like things are moving or maybe even T2, which was T2 like what? T2 was 91, I believe. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they took a while to make T2. Either way, that's still pretty, that's a little ways off. I'm surprised. Yeah. So July 3rd, 1991. So that's the thing too, is the T2, they didn't even expect this to ever get a sequel sure so i uh, i saw gary Wooda. he had tweeted out uh, this was a while back because they had it must have been the anniversary of when the terminator 2 teaser trailer got dropped and he said he's like i remember seeing this in the theater and we were all stunned because no one knew that this was coming so like i think that that you know seven year wait was actually really helpful and because if you watch terminator 1 and then just go watch terminator 2 back to back the jump in special effects is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it seems like uh, with this sort of thing and James Cameron is no stranger to this too. Like he obviously likes the special effects, but there's so much, again, the realism behind mm-hmm. most all of it. And because they couldn't have the same technology we have today, it kind of forced them to do things a little more um, in a tangible way. And there's just something, I don't know. It seems a little more timeless to me because when you see like, the oh, you'll actual... see you'll see some amazing chases in the second one yeah if you, if you thought if you thought the car chases were good in the first one the second one's amazing oh sure. my god yeah oh. and it's just like and that stuff it'll hold up better over time and like if you're using yeah. like the prop terminator and it's like crawling after sarah that's gonna be that's gonna hold up way better than any cgi one is because oh, i love that know. scene <laughs> yeah it's good to see it's freaky and like you know what's happening because they set it up really well where you're like okay early on they kind of show like in that factory at the end they're like okay this is like the they accidentally hit that button and you can kind of see like it would like squish things and you're like all right she kind of like either by luck or by like her own little design where she was kind of like oh i should just kind of do this um but I, i i do like that and at the end of this movie she kind of forcibly becomes Sarah Connor that we know. Like she, she's like, Kyle, Kyle, get up. And she's like, stand up soldier. Like, you know, she's like, get up, get up, I need you. And then like later on, she's just like, I'm going to start killing things now too. I can't keep running forever. I need to. It's finally her accepting that she can't just outrun this problem. And I really enjoy that. And I like too, that it sets up for a sequel pretty well, but I do like that. They kind of like, they tie it back in with the picture and she's kind of going off into Mexico. I'm sure there's a reason for that. But she's like writing or she's recording all these little tapes for John. And it almost seems like, you know, she kind of has to tell John that Kyle's his father. So that way John makes sure that he Kyle gets the pictures. That way Kyle kind of falls in love with Sarah. Like there's this kind of like round robin, like I got to do this thing to do this thing to do this thing. So I'll do this thing. So you do this thing. And uh, I think it works out pretty well, all things considered, you know, again, time travel. You can get a little messy in movies, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. And, like, honestly, watching this in a post-Avengers uh, Endgame world yeah. where they basically just shit all over every other form of time travel. Yeah. It's like, all right, uh, I guess I have to just, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I still always... Oh, man, there's something about just the idea of they can be sent back, but they can't go forward. You know, it's it's literally like, a you got to go do this. Like, there's no coming back. So we're sending you out there. And whether you succeed or you fail, you know, the only way we'll know here in the future is if all of a sudden we cease to exist, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I like that Terminator 
like it does kind of set up potentially a sequel, but it also is kind of self-contained in that way where Kyle's yeah. like, I'm the only one who came back and he's the only one who came back. He's like, it's just me versus him. And I like that because it kind of says like, all right, we cut this off, even though for some odd reason Skynet only had access to only a little bit of time travel technology for a bit or whatever. And I was like, OK, that's fine. But I like that it kind of says like, all right, this is the story. And if Sarah Connor goes off into the you know distance at the end, then John Connor will be born, and then they'll have a resistance. And if you want the them to win in that resistance in your mind, great. And if not, that's okay too. Uh, that's yeah. I think that's okay. I think that's cool to have it a little open ended. Yeah, because it definitely was just a one off. I don't think he had ever envisioned of actually doing the sequel. So I think they shoot it in that sense where I think you're supposed to believe at the end that that future just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like you're supposed to believe that, okay, if he survives, that this maybe makes it so we don't have to deal with, you know, the, the robots taking over. Um, the second one builds on that even more to basically them trying to just prevent that from happening altogether. Okay. And so you could tell that this one was supposed to be self-contained where it's like, you know, this is just going to be a one-off thing. Cause like we said earlier, they really didn't know what was going to happen with this. There wasn't, you know, a lot of clamoring for this type of movie at the time. And so it's because of how well it did where they were like, Ooh, we could probably do this again. And naturally James Cameron loves to see what there are like in terms of technological advancements. Cause like you said, that guy loves the special effects yeah. and he does it honestly, probably better than just about, any anybody else or just as good as anybody else in the industry so you could kind of see him kind of take that i guess that golden ring it's like you know let's see what we can do with the sequel and honestly like i i i'll, I'll gush all about that when we do the episode for the second one but i thought this first one was just such like a perfect one-off movie like it, it it's kind of like the last of us like i just played the last of us two where like the last of us one didn't need a sequel it just it, it existed on its own it was perfect as as it was but the sequel was was so good, you know, like it was it was it hit that bar and exceeded expectations. That's how I kind of look at Terminator one and two. Terminator doesn't need a sequel. Terminator is a fantastic movie from start to finish. It is kind of genre bending. It's like sci fi horror. Like you said, it's very like alien esque in that sense does not need a sequel. But then they hit the sequel and they just knock it completely out of the park. So it's one of those those few times because I feel like we don't get that that often. A lot of times people go to the well once too often with these sequels. But like this is one of those few ones where it's like, you did it better. How did you do it better? <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. And I've heard a lot of people talking about T2 as being one of their favorite films, if not favorite yeah. action film of all time. So obviously my bar is really low for it. No, uh, it's it's hard because <laughs> like, you talk to people who like yeah. grew up with these things. And it's kind of like me when I'm talking about like Disney movies and I go back sure. to them and I'm like, yeah, maybe it isn't like by today's standard the same. Uh, maybe also it's kind of hard. It's so, so hard to compare apples to oranges like that because like anime, sure. like hand drawn animation. Like sometimes it yeah. looks amazing. Sometimes you're like, ah. Um, but uh, <laughs> with this sort of thing, you're like, like because you could if you show this to a modern young audience today who had no kind of inkling of what it was like in the eighties and all that stuff, they probably would, this wouldn't be transfixing to them because of the, the lack of the, like the new age effects. They'd be like, what yeah. was it like a throwback or something? Like, no, no, no. This is like what wowed people like back in the day. And, but it was a stepping stone to get to where we are today. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate it obviously for that. Uh, there are a few funny things or things that I really enjoyed about this one. First, I like, I was just in Los Angeles recently. This is not supposed to be like a humble brag, but when he's prowling around, when Predator's prowling around um, 
of sorry terminator i want to call it predator the terminator <laughs> of arnie i'm thinking about you terminator that's later <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's later that's too right uh when terminator's walking around like the la like neighborhoods i was like yeah that seems like about right like he's kind of walking around, i was like yep i I feel like i've seen these places and i was like this is they shot it i think it was again because smaller budget maybe by those yeah. standards it wasn't as much but that and there's some unintentionally hilarious deaths in this film uh yeah. the two that come to mind are like the girl f- or the the friend and the and her boyfriend who are back at sarah connor's apartment that they share yep. and like the girl and like the girlfriend of the guy is like making this all this food and she loves her she i like the like her character is like she just loves her headphones so much just and needs like, to listen to that walkman whether always. it's making a sandwich having sex doesn't yeah, matter it doesn't Walkman's matter in. yeah and it's like uh and that part is kind of funny but also there's this one poor lady at the club at the nightclub that gets who basically is like a meat shield for sarah connor because she's like running and like just gets shot in the back like falls on yeah. sarah and sarah's like oh my gosh and like it's very very funny when, when kyle dives behind the bar there's like three people get blasted it's like jesus <laughs> i love it because it's just like all they're just having fun at a like at this nightclub like a party or whatever and these two dudes with trench coats roll up yeah and i like that the way they make kyle say that like he had to wait to talk to sarah he's like i didn't know which one which person it was gonna be and he's like i had to wait to make contact with you before i saw that but i love that his approach is like i'm just gonna follow you Yep. I'm going to start following you maybe like a day after I show up and I'm just going to get a shotgun and basically walk around and follow you. And then when someone else attacks you, I'm going to attack them. And yeah, I was like, and because I love because that's when they have that moment where he's explaining like what the Terminator is. And he's just like, that's why I had to wait. He's like, I don't know. Like these things look so human now. I, I can't just assume. And so I think that and then obviously just the 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 running theme of the dogs so and the dogs sniff them out. And then you see at the end, she's got her own German Shepherd. So like, yeah. she's just starting to I like that because those little things like that's how i say like in the second one you see the toll that the first one has on her but you start to see it right there where now she needs to travel with the gun she needs to travel with this dog and this is all because she's like i just had this uh, like otherworldly experience and so you start thinking to yourself like how would I react in like the situation? Like, what would I do? And so I think that's the cool part is because Sarah Connor is so human, but by the end of it, she's completely jaded. And now she's super paranoid about everything that's going on. Yeah. And it sets up for a huge character change in the second one. And I, I like, I, you'll see it, but with the, with this first one there, when he's just like walking through and, you see him uh, no when he's it's this early part with like mike with kyle reese when he's like walking through like the the department store he's like trying to hide from the cops how come the cops just never checked the photo booth like wouldn't yeah. that be one of the first places you'd check for someone hiding he just perfectly puts his shoes there. he's like i can sneak out now i'm sorry like i, I know this is like way off topic because we're like at the, the nike end of the movie. you gotta get but, the like, nike I, commercial yeah. right <laughs> oh yeah that's for sure like, do it a few nike times <laughs> definitely paid them to be in that movie but i just thought it was so funny it's like they wouldn't have checked like the the curtain like no wouldn't, uh, uh, nope. i digress but um because like i really like at the end of that movie like you were talking about how it's it's that visceral image where you know it's the the actual prop kind of like crawling after her so it's not that you know knockoff cgi or anything it looks great it kind of leaves it it just that image sticks with you because like you said it's like the third death fake out you think because she's just found out kyle's dead her legs a mess she's exhausted and then that thing just sits up it's got no legs and it's just crawling because all it knows is i have to kill sarah connor and so I love when she gets out of it. And then just that last little line, you're terminated fucker. It just yeah. hits the button. It's like, yeah, 
I love how they have that censored in a lot of things they show it for. They're just like, you're terminated. Like, and they yeah. just like cut that. There's like, it was the eighties and there's even more swearing for some other reason back then. Like and <laughs> nowadays where it's starting to come back. Uh, it's funny too. Cause when I, again, back talking about California, one of the first things I saw at the Paramount studio tour was a full prop of a Terminator T-800 yeah. holding two guns. And I was like, Oh, that thing, like the design of it, looks so cool and i get why they don't like want to show that the whole time it would have been way mm-hmm. more expensive a lot harder to do but it really does look interesting because it's oh, like that reveal that was yeah, so awesome it's it's sweet to see him and like I, I love that it's like it's not just like one hunk of metal there's a pun like a bunch of moving parts the yeah. red eyes but the fact that they have still like human teeth or metal teeth or like whatever yeah. they tried to like kind of make it look like a human like it's got such an iconic look about it when you see it just walking around and yep. you're like wow that's like that'll stick with you because you're like, oh, the red eyes and everything. It's just, it's very, it's simple in like the the color scheme, but really complex when you actually start to look at the thing. You're like, wow, yeah. there's so much going on. I really appreciate that. And you're it like, really did become like a symbol of the movie too. Like if you, if you, nowadays, if you see that skull, like that skull, you know immediately, oh, it's Terminator. Like yeah. without, even if you have it, if you've casually seen the movies or you just heard about it, you know that that's Terminator. Oh, totally. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I wanted that to be, and I think nowadays it would probably have been an easier reveal when he comes out of the fire. Cause I thought like, cause they, what they do is like, he kind of gets blown up in a truck and then that's the first yep. reveal. I kind of wanted it to like stand up and have it like melt off of it and like stand yeah. up and you'd be like, oh my gosh. And that's when I like, they should do the T2 music almost even more so than they have this would be like, dun, 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 dun. I'd be like, ah! I like, love <laughs> the score. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah. It's great, man. It's good. Um, I, uh, I don't know. There's, this is a good straightforward hour and 47 minute action film. And you know what? I kind of appreciate that. Cause like a lot of movies nowadays yeah. need to be two and a half hours. And you're like, why does it need to pee? I will song? say the, uh, the second one's like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. I actually, okay. what I'm, I'm going to watch the, cause I have, I have it right here. Hold on. Nope. Special cut. Yeah, I got, I got right here. The good old, oh. there's Arnold and all his glory. It's this right here special edition dvd which has like the director's cut that's literally like three hours and 20 minutes oh my gosh that's james cameron he's like none of it went on the cutting room floor i put it all back in uh, it's all so good though i prefer the director's cut i'll be completely honest <laughs> dude well that's always the same way i feel kind of about like lord of the rings but then i tell yeah. people i'm like if you want to try to get into it the first time watch the original yeah, yeah and then if you the really like it and then, because like I hear purists who are like, no, you can only watch the extended ever. I was like, you're never going to wow. sell anybody on a like a three, four hour movie. So I was like, start with like the almost yeah. three hour ones and be like, do you like it? Do you want more of this? Because if not, yeah. I'm not going to force you. Like you're not going to appreciate it. Be like, this yeah, movie yeah. Is forever. just just do the just do the original. I think I think you'll enjoy it though. I because I, I do think a lot of the things you had issues with in terms of special effects, they a lot of them get rectified in the second one. There's still obviously like a little bit like all right, well that's old, but sure. for the most part. Because they still do a lot of the practical effects, so a lot of those car chases, a lot of like the practical fight scenes, um, but they just add like different little wrinkles and it, oh, man, it looks so much crisper too. This, yeah, it's it's wild to think it's only seven years difference. Well, I appreciate that, that movie holds up. I appreciate hearing that, and it's good. And I, the thing about this one that I want more of, and I know because I know she's cooler later on. I wanted more Sarah and less like Kyle, and I get yeah. that that's kind of the, like the future. That's what happens, and. 
I'm, I'm excited to see that because I think she's a yeah. much more interesting character. I also like how they develop her where she kind of has like, it's just little things. She's like, she kind of is seeing a guy who like kind of blows her off for yeah. going out dancing on Friday night. And her friend's like, well, just cause he has a Porsche doesn't mean he's like a guy you should be with. And instead of like sulking at home, which would have gotten her killed, mind you. Yeah. There, she's like, I'm going to go see a movie. And she's going to go out by herself and just like go get dinner, go see a movie. And I was like, Sarah, you're great. I was like, you're, yeah. just, you're not like, you're not like <laughs> destroyed. And you're not like, I'm not going out by myself. I was like, in the 80s, she's like, yeah, man, I'm going, I'm going out by myself. I don't care. I was like, yeah, she was Sarah. ready to go out. She's going out. Independent. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah Connor is like one of my my favorite characters. Um, obviously in the series, but just in general, like especially in the second one, because like I said, it, you really see the toll that the events of the first one have, and then with her trying to be so protective of John, because now she knows, you know, I got to protect him. How that kind of plays, and like her relationship with John, how that comes into comes into account. Oh man, like. The I, I I do have to ask you: Were you shocked when Kyle Reese died? Uh, I wasn't completely. I think they I I kind of had a feeling like it was going to happen in the way they kind of alluded to it. I was surprised in which he died because like the moment he looked like he just fell down some stairs, and I was like, I'm sure yeah. he'll be okay, and he'll get like gut punched or something. And then I was like, he's dead, and I was like, what? I know. <laughs> I like, for, I feel like the first time you watch it, like there's that little hope or that little second where you think that maybe he'll come back and like grab it from like crawling at Sarah. But I, I like how they didn't do that. And it was just like, nope, Sarah did it. Like she got away. She hit the button. She killed this thing. She terminated the Terminator. Yeah. Well, and they're zipping him up at the end when they like come to like the, you know, the paramedics and stuff. And she just says like, Kyle. And like the thing is in that moment, the way she says it, it is this very like, I have no one left. Her, her roommate and, like, friend and her boyfriend who... Her, her boyfriend, mother? Her yeah. mother, by the way. Mother is dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, because that's... Super dead. That's a whole thing that's just, like, an insidious thing. They don't even talk about that. Like, Terminator go- went to the cabin where apparently her family was, killed them all, and just, like, replicated her voice and on the phone. And, like, even she can tell on the phone when they hang up. She's like, that's not weird. But yeah. her, her roommate, her roommate's boyfriend, who's kind of a creep, um who like like kisses sarah like upon when it's he's he's a weird dude all right just an 80s stereotype like he's he's an absolute 80s stereotype yeah uh but they're like tennis tennis shoes high-rise shorts probably yeah and he's wearing like a speedo in bed it's very confusing uh (laughs) but like everybody she knows and cares about is pretty much dead and uh, like when she says like Kyle at the end like that I was like oh that's kind of her being like that's the only person who knew about kind of even any of this all the cops I knew who were trying to protect me for the most part are yeah. all dead for the, like besides the psychiatrist guy she's like oh my gosh what am I gonna do it's like oh yeah and speaking of funny deaths so the not the police chief because he went out that was sad yeah. but like his little lieutenant that guy like he's just like chief and then he goes hey fucker and then he yeah. just blasts <laughs> yeah and just <laughs> Just got like, good job, dude. <laughs> I also liked how realistic it was that there's just like one dude who's just at his desk in his office, just doing paperwork, and he like he just like kind of looks up and he just like Terminator just like walks in like boom, boom, and the guy just gets thrown away. It's like the guy didn't he didn't have a like he didn't have a gun, he didn't have anything. Oh, yeah. He's just sitting there and he's just like huh, like just Terminator's like I'm done with this whole like nice guy thing. And I think I kind of wish they would have made 
they show that his arm gets kind of messed up, and so that's why he retreats um, from one of the attacks that he does yeah. on, on them at first. But I was like, what are they going to do here? Like, Terminator's going to walk out of this car. There's, like, ten cops, and, you know, um, Kyle and Sarah are there in the car. I was like, isn't he just going to walk up and shoot him? Because he'd just be like, I don't really, like, I'm just going to walk up. But apparently he was he was harmed enough that he had to slink away. And I was like, how does Arnold Schwarzenegger slink away i was like how does he get how does he get out he just snuck out though he's a sneaky boy i was like all right that's fine that's okay well i think too because he didn't have his guns on him when he walked in the first time sure so the guns were in the car so he's like all right well, i'm just gonna fucking drive in we'll see what happens oh yeah i meant like in the when when he's chasing them is it what did he not have anything in the car did he stole he stole no, a which cop one? car he stole a cop car from that one dude no yeah so he had the he had the shotgun there so now when yeah. he slinks because when he slinks away and like fixes his arm fixes his eye that when he comes back that's when he goes to the police station yes yeah and so like he does the i'll be back and he drives the car in yeah i mean um, yeah the one before that where he's just like the cops try to find him and they get arrested. Yeah. I think that first time, like, I think like he just had probably just like whatever was in that cop car. I don't think he had his arsenal. Cause as we saw, it was like under his mattress in this little, I do sure. love did, did he like get a rental or did, yeah, that's like, yeah. Did he... <laughs> At first I thought I was like, okay, between that window, which I didn't realize he was renting that place or whatever. Uh, and also a window in one of the cars that's rolled down just enough. I was like, there's a security problem in 1980s, Los Angeles. I was like, everything's unlocked. Like you just, you just yeah, see a place. Just, you just walk in. He walked right. In. i was like oh that's fine uh i also thought like you know they probably shouldn't have shown that he was so strong in the beginning because like you know what would be an even better way than shooting sarah connor crushing her chest like which would be too <laughs> brutal if he just like walked up and he's just like i'm gonna just <laughs> i'm just gonna punch you i, I know like, yeah because the first that. Literally, like the first people he encounters he like i said he like rips the guy's heart out basically it just rams his fist through his chest <laughs> so good dude uh yeah it's it's just fun. It's it's fun for the whole family. No, I'm kidding. Don't, no, don't Terminator. Let your kids it's, watch it. Yeah, it's well. It's funny that you mentioned that. I I literally burnt out our Terminator 2 VHS when I was like four years old because I watched it so much. I feel like a lot of people, uh, <laughs> like parents, let their kids watch that or like the Aliens franchise, where like they're too yeah. young because they're like, well, it's so fantastical. The kids aren't going to necessarily yeah, know, like, associate. My, it. my my dad loves Terminator 2 just as much as I do. Those probably like I don't care. This movie's great. <laughs> See, that's going to be if I ever have kids, it'll be. That would be like Lord of the Rings. My kids would be like, "Yeah, I know what a decapitation is." My dad and I would talk to this when we were like five. Be like, look at those orcs! Like, look at them get their heads lopped off. It's great. Uh, I'd be like, "Yes, I'm so proud." Uh, yeah, um, but all in all, you know, again, as an action movie connoisseur of sorts, it's good to go back and see this stuff because I, I haven't gone through it all the way yeah. like this, and it is cool to see where this stuff starts and try to have an appreciation for it. Even if obviously it's not going to hold up to today's standards, that's not fair to put it up to that. But I would say anybody who has not watched it, which I think I might be one of the last people or someone who's just getting into action and they kind of want to like start, you know, with like a a group of them from like the late seventies, kind of the eighties and stuff. I would definitely say throw this one in there because you're, that's going to be a segue into Terminator 2 obviously which for is sure what a lot of people want to check out and yeah just just go back and watch some 80s and 90s action movies because you'll find some type of joy in them i guarantee it they're they're quirky they're ridiculous they got like just puns all over the place yeah but it's a good time i've been doing that a lot more recently i was actually watching total recall the other night great movie oh, okay nice <laughs> i you know the one like franchise that sticks with me from that time period weirdly is like indiana jones but because it's like really set in a different time and stuff yeah it doesn't really have any vibe that it ever was made at any specific era it's just like right it's just a movie and like you watch raiders today and you're like 
when did they shoot this? And you're like, I don't like eighty three. Like, like it doesn't matter or whatever. It still it works. Is. It's like it's fine. same thing with same thing with Jaws. You know, it's just they're on a beach. <laughs> dude, Jaws. Like everybody, go watch Jaws and just revel in the fact that there's so much city politics going on in it. Because you're like, wait a sec, maybe the real enemy is the mayor. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the mayor sucked. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about that today because we we're trying to discuss like best Steven Spielberg movies. And if I'm not mistaken, back in the past, what they had was the it's like Amity one or Orca one or whatever it was um, the boat they were on. And they took that actual boat from Jaws and they put it in yeah. the backlot tour. And Spielberg said he used to go on the backlot tour, like go back out there, not actually on the tram tour. And he just sit in the boat and he would think about Jaws and think about how hard it was and all this stuff. And then he's like, and then one day I came back and they just tore it. It was gone. They tore it down. And you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's <laughs> like, this is like one of my, like almost maybe my magnum opus in a way. And this is like also this thing that's haunted me for so long. And it's just like, <laughs> it's gone. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> it's like, don't worry about Steven. Got to go make go make some go make Jurassic Park. And also, um. Oh my gosh! Um, I can't think of it. Uh, not Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan was very good too. Why can't I think of the name of it? Uh, Schindler's List. He was Best doing those. Thing. He was doing Jurassic Park editing for that and Schindler's List like almost simultaneously. That's, That's wild, dude. How do you do that? He's like, well, I got to go edit some dinosaurs tonight. <laughs> You're like, dude, he just spent all day in World War II Holocaust. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a huge mood shift. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun time. What if Jurassic, like, I try to think of what some of these films like Jurassic Park or some of the things made in the 90s, if they were pushed back into the 80s, like how different they would be, you know, because like with Terminator, you get that you get kind of like, you know, what if it was more 80s and then kind of early 90s. And then as yeah. it progresses in time, like it obviously is like one a decade or like one every six or seven years. It seems like now we have six of them something like that yeah well you know some of them don't count yeah exactly i know i told somebody today and like you can everything like it's the businesses right they call it canon i was like you know if you love a thing you can pick the one like film or the two films in a series that you love call that your own canon everything else can be fan fiction with yeah with when dark fate came out they were literally just like anything after two just hasn't happened like that that's what it was they're just like no I feel so like they, yeah. they retconned the whole thing. That's just hey, everybody's doing it. Star Wars is doing it. Everybody's doing it. They're just like, hey, you know what? We really like we don't really like some of the stuff we've made. So we're just going to like, whatever. It's fine. Just a few <laughs> lines of dialogue in there. And they're like, it never happened. Well, because one of the things was James Cameron wasn't on three Salvation or Genesis, but yeah. he came back to produce this one. And then obviously you got Arnold back, got Linda back. So like he was like overseeing the story of uh, Dark Fate. So that's why he was like, yeah, this is actually canon. So this is Dark Fate's like the sequel to the second one. James Cameron's like, unless I'm involved, it's not Terminator. All right. If they make a Titanic yeah. sequel, oh it's not the same. No, I'm just kidding. Because uh, three is OK. It's an OK movie. Like, I think by action movie standards, I think three is a fine movie. Yeah. But in terms of like putting it up with this series, it, it's it's not good. And then now, Salvation and Genesis are just trash. Well, that was my uh, three. Weirdly, I think it was kind of more of my introduction to it because it came out when I was like old enough to watch this sort of thing. I remember watching it with my cousins mm-hmm. and the like one of the only big things I remember from it, and I thought it was so entertaining, and I still think it's pretty funny, is just like they're thinking, all right, how do we get Arnold Schwarzenegger in a cemetery holding a coffin full of guns and also shooting a gun? And like that image has stuck with me. And I'm like, that's oh, like yeah. a crazy and he's just like one arming a coffin and shooting with a gun, and you're like that one what? and then like the crane, like that truck when it flips over, like that seems uh, amazing. Yeah, there's there's always good stuff like in those types of movies. You just have to pick oh, yeah. out the like, moments. You're like, like I'm saying, like, like three one. is it's a fine action movie i think three by just traditional action movie standards is totally fine 
But yeah. like when you're when you're comparing it like plot wise against like the rest of the, you know, the 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 real series, then it's like, yeah, that's kind of weak. But if you want to be entertained, then yeah, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines definitely entertain you. I respect that ending though. Not many action films do like a hopeful oh, slash like sad ending. It's like they're just like, yeah, there's no preventing it. We're fucked. Yeah, exactly. I love that because you like get in there, they're like in the bunker, and they're like, wait a second, and they're like, yeah, we never yeah. prevented like judgment day and i was like oh very good twist i was like great good job um but anyway uh that's jumping over two completely which i'm excited to get back to yes. uh, going and diving into two now because i've i've heard so many good things and i've obviously seen clips and stuff over the years and you let me know the it. let me know the date and time you want to talk about two and i will be there sir as long as skynet doesn't come for my internet again um yeah it's, they're always listening they're, they're always, always listening. i know it's skynet i know it um Anyway, uh, that's Terminator. Uh, I, I hope people who've gotten to listen to this get to appreciate, you know, Steve's perspective of just like being a big fan of it. And then also kind of more of a newcomer's perspective somewhere. Maybe you fall in the middle. Maybe you fall completely to like the I love it. Or maybe you're like, I've never checked it out. Maybe I should check it out. I say watch it. I recommend watching it like any action or comedy film. I think they do better. Like if you watch it with more people so you can kind of like be like, oh, that was so sweet. Oh, yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff where you can laugh together because this movie does have some funny moments in it. So I would, I would, I'd recommend you check it out. That's kind of the new thing I'm doing, Steve. I'm doing recommendation or not recommendation, mostly recommendation because I feel like <laughs> I slap numbers on things and I'm like, oh man, I'm, I didn't make this thing. It did take me years to make. And I'm just like a seven. And it's like, <laughs> the people are like, oh man, okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I, I recommend you check it out. And um, I think Terminator 2 will probably be on there as well. Um, I did weirdly, I saw salvation in theaters but like genesis the trailer ruined the movie don't watch the trailers for these things guys if you want to go in surprise because they're like here's the twist and you're like oh my god man like, the 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 trailer for terminator 2 ruins the biggest twist of the entire movie it's okay. like yeah do you, i don't know i don't know how much you know about t2 but just don't watch the trailer because yeah. i remember i saw the original one and I was like, man, if I was, you know, in 1991, like going into this, I would have been pissed because it literally spoils the biggest twist in the entire movie. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, I, I think I know what it is. But at the same time, I also as much as I love Lord of the Rings, the two towers is a huge spoiler twist in the trailer. And as a like a 12 year old seeing the trailer, I'm like, oh, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh, he's not dead. And I was like, it would have been it would have made my I would have like wept in the theater if I would have been yeah. like, he's back, you know, like yeah. it, like and TET would be the same. You'd be like, they're doing what? It'd be like, yeah. <laughs> wait, this is not. I thought this was gonna be like horror. Like what? What? Yeah. Like you'd be like, oh, okay, this is a very different thing, and that's good because things should evolve. I would have been like watching well, sure. Aliens and going in and be like, I think there's gonna be two, and then you like see all of them, and you're like, there's more than two aliens in you're the like, movie Aliens. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh no um that's another one too it's so funny to like hear those two get compared a lot um i've made mm -hmm. the comparison earlier today like alien and terminator as far as like the first one kind of being more horror and the second one being more of like action and james yeah. cameron obviously involved um in the second one you know it's it's just so fascinating to see these things kind of over time the way they go it's like huh interesting mm. yeah and predator i guess too predator 2 is kind of like terminator 1 in a sense a little at least setting wise more like oh, for Los sure. Angeles, like, you don't like, see the Predator until like the very end of the movie. It's yeah, like, they're you ugly, motherfucker. Oh, uh, yeah, good. It's so it's poor Predator. I I love the the Predator's got Predator's had a weird trip. All of these characters have had a weird trip. Terminator, Alien, oh, like yeah. you you love them, but you also like see movies and you're like, what were they 
like oh come on you're killing me like <laughs> ah alien versus predator though watch with a group just watch it with a group okay that's okay. all i'm saying terminator versus robocop win um i know i think i've heard of like people doing the comparison i just think that'd be a fun movie let's just do that movie would you watch that movie yeah, Arnold, Peter Weller, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. See, uh, how, heard, how could you go wrong with that, you know? I heard someone say uh, in our Twitch stream today that they were saying, like, what if they did a futuristic RoboCop and it was Peter Weller, but he's, like, super old, it's, like, post-apocalyptic, and he was, like, falling apart, but he was still trying to hold up, like, Law and Order. Like, he was just kind of, like, walking around, and he's kind of, like, you know, degr- So just, like, like Logan, Logan RoboCop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Logan that, RoboCop. That's fantastic. LogoCop. Yeah, Lo- I love it. <laughs> LogoCop. And they're, like, we yeah. released it only in black and white, and you're, like, oh, okay. You're, like, you can make it as R-rated as you want. The blood is just black. You're just, like... Yeah, just- it's fan. I, I mean, I'd, I'd go see it. Honestly, like, if they released, like, a grizzled veteran RoboCop movie, everyone would go see it. Like, in oh, a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they just gotta. Stop. They keep doing those reboots. Just do a continuation, maybe. I don't yeah, know. exactly. That's, it'd be fine. I think a lot of people would still appreciate it. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a reason why Logan was such a good movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Um, I was just watching. Speaking of the GQ interviews, this is kind of off topic, but I was watching Hugh Jackman. I don't know if you saw this. That he was talking to Anne Hathaway. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, we shot that scene at the very end of Logan uh, a few different times. And we did it a few times where James Mangold was like, yeah, yeah, like, just do whatever. Like, you know, like, let it sink in. You've been doing this you know, character for 19 years. Yeah. And he's like, I did a few takes where I was just like sobbing. And James kind of comes up to him afterwards. He's like, you know, that was really great. Good for you. We're going to do it again. And don't don't do any of that. And like, <laughs> I was like, I can just picture Hugh Jackman be like, OK, OK. Like, you know, just you know, like just like kind of holding it together as opposed to just being like, I'm good to die like wolverine like me so like, like do you know who wolverine is you think he would do that <laughs> yeah exactly he's like do you he's he's gonna say bub he's gonna be like i'm dying bub um no that's that's probably not but anyway uh hugh jackman he's great isn't he uh i just i love him why does it always come back to hugh i don't know why we always talk about i always talk about this guy on the show hugh jackman you're amazing um him and keanu reeves in the same if you put him in the same movie i don't know if we'd I don't know if there's enough money that I wouldn't pay for it. You know, I'd be like, uh, yeah, you'd have, you'd, well, at this point, you don't have to go to the movies anymore. You just watch it at home. So. Yeah, they just come to us, um, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of crazy. Uh, we just got to see if Tenet, t- Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. Yeah, they should just stop giving it a release date. Let's just, <laughs> let's just stop with the release dates, guys. It's like, going to release. It's going to save the movie industry, though, because there's going to uh, be like people will run out and see it. They're going to be like, yeah, I just want to see something. They'll all get Corona and yep. like 2% of them will die. <laughs> exactly. I am sure Christopher Dolan has something set in place for that. I'm sure the movie's that good. And it just eliminates the virus when you watch it. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's changed. I would hope life. so. I, would, um, I feel I feel like even just just like vaccines, though, you could get somebody a movie that would cure all this illness. And like, ah, I'm skeptical. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, oh, I don't trust it. I just yeah. it still bums. I, I always say this was like black widow and mulan they're just sitting somewhere on a server it yeah. bums me yeah. out man you know what though perfect time to catch up on tv video games movies and hang out in your backyard <laughs> exactly i was gonna say and that's a perfect segue to moving into the things we have been killing time with or as hey. i like to call it time killers so steve <laughs> what have you been killing time with i've been playing a lot of uh call of duty modern warfare okay. i have because I have a good group of friends that I've been playing this one with. It's actually like the most I think I've ever played Call of Duty. Like this okay. is like the one Call of Duty game that's really stuck with me because I have like a, a solid crew where there's four of us. And so we just play a ton of Warzone. And so like whether it's two, three or four of us, like we'll go in duos, trios, squads, whatever. 
we're having a great time. It's it's actually great because these are my friends from college, so it helps us like stay connected during all this because we don't get to see each other that often. So I think that's a lot of fun. And then I recently got back into Destiny 2 because I'm getting ready for the new DLC that's coming out. I think it's September. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I love Destiny. I, as soon as I pick up those controllers and start doing those risky jumps out there in space, I just... Risky jump time. I just Man, I just remember how smooth that game is. Like yeah. It's just such a, a good game. Uh, I got a solid little crew there that I have some friends that are playing with. I've actually been playing with Manny because he picked it up again. So oh, cool. it's been a good time. Manny, And then great. for TV, I just finished watching Money Heist on Netflix. Oh. And I cannot recommend Money Heist enough. It was truly phenomenal. You, you have to watch it in Spanish with English subtitles because the English dubbing is absolute trash. And sure. because if you, if you, cause it, it was shot in Spain. So if you actually just like listen to them in their natural dialects, their performances are all so phenomenal. Like this is such a captivating show. I would almost find myself at times. Like I would forget to read the subtitles because I was just so glued to like, I had no idea what the fuck they were saying, but I was so glued to like, just like their faces, their expressions, like what was going on. And so there's four seasons of it. And I would, I think all four seasons are great, but I think the first two seasons are truly phenomenal. Like okay. I would put those two seasons up against like any of like my favorite television show wow. seasons. Cool. Uh, it, it tells such a great story from start to finish. The characters are so captivating. Like each one has such a unique personality. They bring something fresh to the table. The, you all, the way it's shot, like you're always kind of finding things out as it goes where you, cool. you think they're screwed. And all of a sudden you find out that it was all in the plan. Man, Money Heist, so good. Can't recommend it enough. If you haven't watched it yet, go find it on Netflix. Make sure you watch it in Spanish with the subtitles. Okay. But uh, that's pretty much it. I've just otherwise to kill time. I've just been kind of, you know, hanging out, doing a little golfing, going to the beach, trying nice. to get outside when I can. How about you? What have you been killing time with? Well, I wish I could say it was more interesting than what you said, but it is. And I played Warzone for one week because it was my buddy <laughs> Joe's birthday and he is completely obsessed with it. Uh, I wish I liked it more. We played a lot of plunder, yeah, uh, because that's the kind of the mode they enjoy. I, I don't know. I wish I wish I could say that I, I like it. It's just it's stressful. Oh, that's uh, very stressful. Yeah. And it's not like I don't feel like I'm I'm better friends with the people I play it with after. Maybe it just brings out the worst in me, or like <laughs> I don't care enough where I'm just like, eh, like because and everybody. The problem is our team doesn't didn't really have like a lot of like sound strategy. There's two people kind of like to hang back, just collect money. And my buddy Joe, he just loves to like get, he wants to get in there. He wants to fight people. Yeah. And like, if you don't do that as if you don't have a unified vision yep. in these types of games, you're screwed. Like you're, it doesn't matter how, like how, how much, how well you do. Cause it no matter what, you're just going to get destroyed anyway. It's just like, oh yep. my gosh. So uh, I got to keep that in mind, but I, I, I tried it out for a week. It was fine. I get why people like it, but I was just like, eh, that's all right. I it just, there's a lot to, there's so much, there's so much to consume. You know, I feel like we're so spoiled yeah. for choice when it comes honestly, to these types of things. It's honestly the only battle royale that I've ever really got interested in. Yeah. Oh, totally. And we played like maybe a round or two of the actual battle royale itself, uh, which I've, I've played a couple in the past. I was like, yep, yeah, it's pretty much 
the same. I was like, you know, as, yeah. as I expect. And uh, yeah, there's so, there's so many, so many battle royales, as you know, Steve. It's there like, are, yeah. So, That's why I was stunned because, like, I, I, you know, I played Apex, played H1Z1. Like, they had very little staying power with me. Yeah, it really is just because, like, we actually do have a, a good time playing together, and like we surprising we got a good amount of wins like we're not great by any means but we got like me and my me and one of my buddies both have like 23 wins and then a couple of my other buddies they have like 15 each so nice we were able to get the win here and there so that makes us feel good you know yeah well you guys you probably have like tactics like a unified vision though of like how to do things for the most yeah yeah we we when we do play well it's when we stick together when we have bad rounds it's when we stray from each other and get you know we get a little greedy we try to go after somebody and get outnumbered Mm -hmm. you know how it goes (laughs) oh yeah totally well i the only thing that i was able to do that was ever cool was like my three friends died and then i got that king contract and i brought them all back in i was like hey i did that oh yeah we still lost uh and i was like okay that was pretty cool um but i i guess i just prefer games where it like forces you to fight and do the same thing and that's why Mm -hmm. like evolve and monster hunter have been like games in the past where i'm like i love this because it's like in monster hunter it's like you got you got 15 minutes you have to kill that big thing you have to and like everybody's like we're all on the same page with that like in this game it's like what do you want to do? And it's like, yeah. I'm going to go this way. And they're like, no, 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 don't leave. And then they get killed and you're like, ah. like, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's stressful. But if you have a team who's coordinated and knows what they're doing, of course, it's a fun way to, yeah. uh, to enjoy time. Uh, but besides that, I've been working through all the gears of war games through, we've been streaming yes. those. I'm uh, we're on gears five. So I played through all of them. Uh, Very and, I, nice. and I just beat gears tactics the other day. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm still going to do a video on it or whatever, but I'll say this much. If you like Gears of War, give it a shot. If you like XCOM strategy type games, give it a shot. The three bosses in the game are a horrible slog. The last boss took me like, like an hour and a half to beat uh, for a strategy game. That's a lot. It like weighs on your heart. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, I, I just, I love Gears and uh, the, I like the tactics. I like that tactics style genre stuff. Strategy games have gotten to me a little bit lately because I've been playing that in Valkyria Chronicles 4 and I don't know what it is about turnstile based games that are just so refreshingly different than like a first person or third person shooter where mm. you're constantly doing stuff. These games are like, hey, do you want to think about what you're doing? And I'm like, I suppose. Like, <laughs> they're like, take as much time as you need. And you're like, oh, okay, I get, I'll, I'll use a strategy then. And they're like, that's why it's called a strategy game. I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh. That's uh, why they call it that. Yeah, because like I've been working through uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which I've just kind of gone through the campaign just kind of slowly, but that is not. It's a different type of strategy game where it's more of like make the units, make them strong, and then kind of chuck them at the enemy a little bit. I'm sure there's Warcraft veterans out there like, what are you doing? That's stupid. But that one is much more fluid and you got to kind of keep moving with these games. It's like, all right, you look around the battlefield and shoot that guy if you want to. (laughs) Like, "Hmm, okay. (laughs) Uh, It is much more fast paced, though, than XCOM, which I appreciate. They give you a lot more. A lot more to work with, which I I love too. But yeah, that and as far as shows and stuff, I've been watching the best Avengers cartoon show, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which everybody should watch. It's two seasons on Disney Plus. I it's got everybody. It's got all the Avengers. It's got like X Men, Fantastic Four. It just mixes everything in there and in a cartoon show. That's just nice to see, and it looks so cool. Like it's got a very like comic book, really like bold, bright style. That just oh, it's good. Uh, so I've been I'm kind of going through that because I've been working on a Marvel thing. So I've been doing that and watching Avengers Assemble, which is kind of the newer cartoon show they've done. It's mm. I don't like it as much as Earth's Mightiest. Earth's Mightiest is still super good. Yeah, uh, I'm still waiting for somebody other than the DC streaming service to get me the Batman animated series. Oh, like, I just sure. won't be able to stream that. Come on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that's not part of the DC package. 
It's not on HBO Max, unfortunately, because oh. I'm pretty because yeah, they have it on DC's own streaming service. That's what it is. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like because I thought they were kind of merging some of that with HBO Max because like it's I don't. It's so confusing, yeah, it's... man. It's so confusing. I don't like the first month of HBO Max. They had like all the Batman movies except the Nolan movies, and now they have none of them. But they have they just put the Batman vs Superman extended edition. I actually kind of want to watch the extended edition because I've heard it's better than just yes. like the original one honestly like i think batman vs superman is okay i think it's yeah. a solid movie it has good ideas because i i like that idea of batman where he's like old grizzled he's yeah, been totally beaten down by this job so i because obviously it's it takes off of the dark knight returns frank miller so naturally that right away is going to get my attention I thought Batman vs Superman had a ton of good ideas, but I thought the execution was terrible. Yeah. Like, like we talked about this before. Like your Lex Luthor thing, where he just puts the uh. the Jolly Rancher in the guy's mouth. Like, what the hell is happening? Like, why does that? Why is that in there? It's so bad. Um, like, ugh, anyway, we that's that's another that's another thing. But yeah, I, I really I because I have like the first season of the Batman animated series on uh, DVD, but I don't have the rest. And dang. Well, you'll to find it. Well, eventually you can be able to watch the the Snyder cut of Justice League, which a lot of people are stoked about coming out to HBO Max eventually, yeah. I guess, or something. I, I just uh, don't think that that movie was ever going to be good because you literally do not care about most of the cast. Yeah, like, it's a tough, it's a tough sell. Well, it's just I, the problem is it's just such a a game of catch up, and like you want yeah. it to be good. Like there, oh. there are moments, there are things that are cool about. Yes. DC's stuff that they've got going on. I just, I just want them to figure it out because if they do well, it forces Marvel to keep doing well. Because I never want Marvel yeah. to be in like a we can make anything. Like I don't want that to ever be the case. I don't think they would be, but I just, I think the competition is good, and I like Gal Gadot. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, like Jason that, Momoa. Like, because that was the thing is like I think that they had a lot of good ideas and there were some good pieces in place, and then there was just a bad communication between like the people up top and then like the creators and obviously maybe honestly maybe the snyder cut is amazing maybe it's a fantastic movie and it's like oh cool maybe if he had the chance to do this then things would have been different sure but i just don't have the faith because i don't think no matter how much editing and no matter how many reshoots this guy does i don't think it's gonna make me care about the flash it's not gonna make me care about cyborg and honestly it's not really gonna make me care about aquaman because the aquaman movie has now come out and it's just like it, it exists that's yeah. the best thing i could probably say about the aquaman movie you're not a fan huh it's it's just i mean it's okay like yeah. it's just like all right like they just kind of you could tell they were just like all right let's get a little wacky with it and it's like Ugh. yeah they go they go crazy with that but there's a lot in that movie that movie's like two or three movies yeah. put into one movie it's like yeah. oh james james bond is like i'm gonna come in i'm swinging for the flipping fences i'm like yeah hey, like, all right you know like, like wonder woman's great I, I like i did i think ben affleck was a good bruce wayne good yeah. batman i thought i thought he just kind of got the shit end of the stick because the justice league shooting sounded miserable like sure. especially because snyder had to leave halfway through and then Joss Whedon takes over, and by all accounts, it sounds like Joss Whedon was terrible to work for. So yeah. I can imagine, like that takes a toll on you because you have all of these expectations because it's a bunch of huge characters. So I think he gets uh, the shit end of the stick on that one because I really did enjoy his Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of it, too, is, like, he had a lot of personal problems, and I don't understand mm-hmm. how movie contracts work and stuff where it sounds like you can get signed out for these things, but you can still yeah. kind of get out of them, potentially. Like, I don't know if they can, like, they could take it to court over it, but maybe he'd be like, you just can't, you're not going to physically make me go be, like, on a marionette and be like, yeah, I'm, ba- I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm Batman. Like, they're not going to make him do that. But, yeah, I hope they figure it out because I think there's so much potential there, and I would be really excited to see that really take off in a fun way because for the love of everything how am i supposed to get deathstroke in anything because they show him at the end of justice league okay i'm sorry i gotta let that i gotta just i know i know (laughs) joe manganello um he would have been he would have been a good one he's really into D &D and stuff so he would have been fully in like you know he would have been like i'm going um anyway i just deathstroke please please but maybe we'll get that suicide squad video game from rocksteady i really think that's coming maybe then you know that's fine i'll take the video game yeah that'd be cool i'll take it um anyway let's move into the last segment of the show which isn't about the dc universe which i feel like any every show should be uh but we're just gonna do community feedback and questions we got a great one in here uh this one comes in from jason over on uh the j strom i should say over on twitter Echo Critical, that's where you can find us. He says, for the podcast, James Cameron gave us Avatar as a showcase for amazing 3D, but now 3D has fallen out of favor. Will Avatar 2 be in 3D or something else? 4K high frame rate? Or will he bring back 3D? Steve? I gotta say, I don't think 3D is just like... I don't think it... It just doesn't doesn't have to appeal anymore because now we've seen it. And like I feel like maybe somewhere down the line it could be a really cool concept. However, I just think VR is going to su- just take that place eventually once you get some real solid, like obviously with like Half-Life Alex, everything that we've seen from that. Now you get some studios that are like really figuring out what to do with VR. So I think that that's going to kind of take the place. I think that, yeah, we could probably see it more like this like 4K, like super IMAX because at this point, what are we going to get like 8K, 12K? So it's all going to keep getting better in terms of like frame rate and picture because there was that what that movie that Will Smith did um, was a Gemini Man. Yeah. I think it was where it was shot in like 120 frames where they were basically like, you need to see this in a theater because anything you watch it on otherwise won't be quick enough to like pick up on all the, the little the little frames or whatever. So I think that there's like a lot of a lot of cool things that could happen with avatar although it's just like i feel like are we getting them like when are they coming out <laughs> i feel like they're for sure happening now yeah. because he's been talking about it for so long but now that disney's acquired fox and now that disney also not only has theme park rights to avatar this is such a great way to keep that portion of one of their parks so relevant for so long is to be like mm-hmm. yeah we're releasing three or four more movies and every time those come out it gets an uptick for the place that's already incredibly popular so yeah. i think disney will come in and be like hey here's a fun idea. Like, let's go. Like, oh, <laughs> they'll be sure. like, it's time to start cranking these out because it sounded like it was going to be like 2021, 2022. And then maybe it was like four and five. Like it was going to take a year yeah. off between. I don't know. It sounds like a lot. I was, I was stunned when he had so many planned. I was like, wow, I didn't know we could milk this for that long. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I really hope that means that he has like a through line and it's not just like different portions of, you know, Pandora or just he's like, oh, it's just four or five different planets or something like I don't I don't want it to be that. I just I hope there's something where you're like, OK, there's like he has to tell the story over that amount of time as opposed to. Being oh, like, we oh can just so you're so you're it. looking for continuity. That's that's that's, that's bold of you in 2020. <laughs> I know I'm a crazy person. Um. <laughs> 
I, I just like I want I want there to especially in a big <laughs> franchise like that like but maybe there won't be anything maybe it'll be completely different groups each time it sounds like this is the like the core cast so I saw a picture yeah. recently it's, it's that group again like Zoe Saldana and stuff and I was like oh okay cool like Sam Worthington I think uh, yeah but I I want it to be that uh, but to answer Jason J. Strom's question uh, I don't know I don't know if we'll see 3D come back I think as a lover of theme parks it always has felt kind of like a theme park area so anytime they try to like force you to have 3D glasses in like a movie theater, I'm like, yeah, like because usually a lot of the movies that you see that have 3D weren't made for 3D unless it's like a kid's movie where there's a lot yeah. of like, whoa, like they're grabbing at the camera. Like it just like has some depth to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And also I, I get so nervous about high frame rates because my uh, The Hobbit and stuff. I love Lord of the Rings, but I'd never want to see it above 24 frames per second because <laughs> I'm like, it starts to get, because the issue, we talked about this before, yeah. but high frame rate, it makes it look more PBS because it looks really nice, but it makes all the props and everything look too realistic. And yeah. then you make a fantasy prop and you're like, yeah, I could tell that's fake. But like with 24 frames per second, it can kind of hide things in a way yeah. that, or makes it seem more fantastical. And it's just like uh it's just too much man too many frames like 100 120 frames per second the gemini man stuff i was like <laughs> it's like you've got to be kidding me i was like oh i get it i know you want to push the boundaries but i just don't i'd rather see that in some sort of like brand new property um you yeah. know like avatar was at the time but avatar avatar was one of the it's not one of the highest grossing films of all time it doesn't need to do any sort of gimmick it just needs to be avatar 2 and just for sure just be like avatar 2 there it is Oh, on yeah. the screen once it comes out i mean it's probably gonna i mean it's gonna break records just like the first one did but i i don't know i just i not a huge avatar fan to be quite honest sure i <laughs> it's i okay i hear you um it's funny because like that's you know i'm a big disney guy so that's a part that everybody was like oh we gotta go over to avatar and stuff like that go see pandora and i'm like it's fine go there at night it's pretty cool i wouldn't spend like yeah. three hours waiting in the line for any ride but I, I wonder if it's going to be like diminishing returns like on a YouTube video where someone's like, this is a four-part series, and then you like watch it a year later and you see it's like 50,000 views, and then it's like 30,000 views, and then it's like 10,000 views, and you like see the numbers come down. So if you release an Avatar movie every every year almost for like four or five years, that last movie, either it's going to be like Avengers where people are like, I got to see how it ends, or yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, didn't did we just have one last week? Like, <laughs> be like yeah. you know, it's hard. That's yeah, it really it's a, is. It's like you gotta. That's why the continuity, Steve. They gotta have it. Like I said, Marvel. Like Endgame. If they just release Endgame as the fourth movie in the MCU, people have been like, all right, yeah. like, but like they <laughs> now there's like, nothing to do. Yeah, they're like we built it up over like twenty movies of like ten years, and you're like, I gotta see what happens. Like for sure. Like shit. Oh, I'll never forgive or forget Seth Rogen coming out in the theater before Endgame started to talk as the voice of Pumbaa about Lion King. And I wanted to be like, dude, like as a trailer, I'm like, dude, you gotta stop. I was like, everybody in the theater is like waiting for Endgame to be on the screen. I'm like, just cut it. I'm like, get it, Disney, I love you, but get it out of here. And I was like, we gotta go. Endgame, like people are on their phones, like spoilers, just screaming them from the back, you know. Um, but anyway, I hope Jason, that answers your, your question, uh, especially in this day and age too, I don't know. I think 3D is also kind of a tough sell. People are way more concerned about germs, even if it's in plastic bags and stuff. I don't know. It might be harder for people to be excited about going to a place and being handed some 3D goggles and you're like, okay, put these yeah. on. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of 3D. You say you're not a big fan of 3D too, Steve? Yeah, I never really got into it. Yeah, it just seems kind of, eh. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're gamers. I think about that too, <laughs> like for people who don't like games. Like if this is kind of their closest thing to getting into, you know, yeah. gaming is 3D goggle uh, t- 
technology. I don't know. Maybe VR seats eventually. I think the D box seats are the cool are a cooler sub- substitute, but they're so expensive <laughs> and they they don't always work super well. So if you ever in a motion seat, uh, I saw Man of Steel that way. Oh Jesus! I think yeah, and maybe even Batman versus Superman. Man of Steel was cool, Steve, because like when he's fighting Zod at the end, like when Superman's doing the punches, the chair moved with it, and I was like, oh, I'm Superman. And I was like, I'm punching. That's pretty cool. I was like, that was fun. Was, uh, there was one shot, though, of like a, a spaceship looking down and it like tilted the seat like almost so you fell out of the chair. I'm like, hey, like, I was like, please stop. I'm like, I don't need you to do that. I'm like, Ugh. Uh, anyway, there you go. Thank you guys for writing in. I appreciate it. If you guys ever want to reach the show, all you need to do is tweet the hashtag critical podcast. You can tweet our official account, which is at go critical. Or you can tweet at me personally. I'm at Jimmy Good 013. But if they want to tweet at you, Steve, where can they find you? I'm at plus one Bastek. And so it's just the words spelled out plus one. And then my last name is B-A-S-T-E-K. That's so cool. Go follow me there. I tweet here and there. What's your what's the origin of that last name? Like country Polish. Wise? Polish. Yeah, okay. Polish. Yeah. Cool. I'm half Polish, half French Canadian. I don't brag too much about the French Canadian part, but <laughs> that's okay. Polish is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. I like, I like your last name cause it's very unique. I think at least for me, maybe there's tons of Aztecs out there, but I don't know any of <laughs> The only one, um, as I was alluding to earlier though, we're streaming on Twitch couple days a week usually monday wednesday friday in the afternoon uh and there are various ways to support us if you do want to check us out we are on spotify and stuff now i'm trying to get all the podcasts up there spotify itunes all that stuff they just told me it's on everything it's taking a while to change all the videos into audios and it's, mm. it's a whole it's fun um i just like hire an intern right um hey, good. but uh we have a patreon and stuff but instead of supporting us this week what i would recommend you do what i ask that you do please go check out plus one players stuff uh they've done a ton of stuff with us in the past and they they write articles they have website all this stuff uh i have a website too but we don't like write cool articles like you guys you guys write like really interesting like wonderful articles that i really enjoy oh yeah we we definitely used to yeah well, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done anything in like four months but it's the, still all there. The so world it has it. Yeah, exactly. The world yeah. has it. And you know what? I find myself doing this where if I find a group I really like, I go back and find their old things like they've written or more yeah. so like listen to a thing like a podcast. I'm like, oh, they talked about, you know, um, The Last Jedi. I want to hear what they talk about, you know, with The Last right, Jedi or right. something. And it's like that stuff I think is fun to go back to. So please go check them out because they're great. And just let them let them know Jimmy sent you. Uh, our hashtag this week, I always try to do a unique one, but I always usually forget. So we're going to do hashtag. Is hashtag Terminator too easy? Maybe. I don't know. We can make up our own one, Steve. Do you have any ideas? Hashtag I'll be back. Hashtag I'll be back. No apostrophe needed. Uh, no. Yeah, we'll just tweet at Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot. He'd be such a great guest. I'd be oh, like, he would be. I'd be like, so what's it like chasing the ponies around the yard? And like, Year, he would understand. Years it. ago, he, there was you could like win. Uh, it was like a contest, and you could enter a chance to win just uh, a day to hang out with Arnold and cool. go ride in a tank with him. And if that's yeah. not the coolest fucking thing on the planet, I don't know what is. Because the, I would love to ride in a tank with Arnold Schwarzenegger for just like an hour. The only thing I would <laughs> want is to have uh, Sylvester Stallone ride up on a horse with a bandana and try to attack the tank. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Be I'd be like, hey. they Just, just... get the whole Expendables cast. Just the, the whole lot of Dude, them. Dude, like, if you appreciate the 80s at all, and like these movies aren't like the best, but the Expendables has moments in it where you're like... That's pretty oh, fun. Yeah, I love those movies because they're they're exactly what they're supposed to be. I just want more Antonio Banderas <laughs> in any film, but I, I think he's in three along with like Kelsey Grammer. Antonio Banderas <laughs> is like he's like this, he's clearly like a little bit older, but he's trying to be like he's like I'm a young guy, I can do anything the young guys can yeah. do. 
I love him so much. Like he's got so much like vim and vigor. Ah, Antonio Banderas. Check out the Mask of Zorro, everybody. Um, I just I watched it recently. It's great. Anyway, Steve, thank you so much for being on the of show. Course. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast as always. Yes, well, we'll be back. Hopefully, talking about Terminator Two here uh, soon someday. Oh, we'll be sure. back. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll be back. See, we did it. All right, perfect. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. And until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. Nice. We did it. That was a good time.